Hello, and welcome to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast, where we talk about the intersection of entrepreneurship and investing in the legal cannabis industry. Every other week, we'll give you our perspective on the latest news in the industry, bring you insightful interviews with entrepreneurs, investors, and industry pros, and also go deeper on topics like launching a business, building a team, pitching investors, and setting a fair valuation. Now, why would we take on such a challenge? Well, since we launched our cannabis-focused business accelerator and venture fund in 2013, we've made over 110 investments into 90 companies in the legal cannabis industry. We want to share our experiences and learnings with you. So join us every week as we take a deeper look into the legal cannabis industry and uncover the nuances and subtlety of starting up and investing in cannabis. Hello, welcome back to the Canopy Boulder Cannabis Business Podcast. Uh, I'm Celia Daly, and today we are going to be talking about policy. I think we talk a lot about business um, on this podcast. Of course, it is a cannabis business podcast, Um, but we also kind of want to talk about policy and kind of what's going on in the industry because all of that really impacts the way we do business and what's going on in Washington and the way that the federal government uh, regards the industry is really critical, Um, especially as this industry becomes too big to ignore. It's really critical that we have people out there that are kind of helping pushing forward an agenda that works for cannabis industry professionals and not just for... um, legislators or regulators or politicians. So um, I am talking with Andrew Klein today. Andrew Klein is actually a pretty recent uh, addition. He is now the Director of Public Policy for the National Cannabis Industry Association, or NCIA. Um, He has a background. He was with the um, National Association for Cannabis Businesses for a while. And before that, he was a former prosecutor and actually worked with... um, Uh, Joe Biden. So he is going to talk to us a little bit about what's going on in Washington, what's going on with lobbying, um, where are regulations now, um, and maybe how you as someone who cares about this industry can get involved, as well as give us his predictions. Uh, He's going to look into the crystal ball and tell us what he thinks about the industry. So um, I'm going to play that right now, and I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Andrew. Thanks so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So um, let's just kind of jump right into it. Uh, maybe you could give us a little bit of an overview on sort of who you are, what you do, um, and how long you've been doing it. Uh, sure. So I'm the new head of policy for the National Cannabis Industry Association, and I'm leading uh, public policy development for the NCIA and our nearly 2,000 members. Um, and it's just a super exciting time to be in the industry, but particularly in policy. We're level set to influence the future. Um, I've been in the job for about three weeks and I've hit the ground running. Um, I'm leading a coalition right now of CBD and hemp entrepreneurs, scientists, doctors, nurses, FDA lawyers, and other uh, regulatory professionals. Um, and the purpose of the coalition is to inform and influence FDA rulemaking on CBD. Yeah. So um, we're preparing testimony for the public hearing that's on the May 31st, and then we're 
drafting formal public comments for the uh, uh, pursuant to the federal register notice that they issued, um, the FDA asked a bunch of sort of very specific and some of them very scientific questions. So we're working on answering those questions. We've kind of broken it up into teams and we've got, you know, FDA lawyers and scientists on each team. Um, and then in addition to the FDA coalition on CBD, I'm, I'm leading the development of policy papers that will be instrumental in drawing attention to the issues of importance to the cannabis industry. Um, and those papers will also help Congress to kind of draft legislation based on the policy priorities of the industry. Sure. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that's, um, that's a lot that you're doing already in three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and you're, you, this isn't your first foray into the cannabis industry, right? You were working with, uh, the NACB, the National Association of Cannabis Businesses for a while. Is that correct? Yeah. So, yeah. So I've been, you know, in the policy world for, you know, well over a decade. Um, I've been in the cannabis industry for, uh, just about a year and a half or two mm -hmm. years and I've been at NCIA for about three weeks. Cool. So how did you kind of arrive here? I mean, you know, your background, you were a former prosecutor, um, is obviously more traditional. What was interesting about cannabis? How'd you get into the industry? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, I, I get asked that question a lot based on my background. I think mm -hmm. I have a somewhat unusual background for, for the industry, but, uh, you know, so prior, uh, to my job here at NCIA, I was the president of the the NACB, which is a, a self-regulatory organization. Um, and prior to my time in cannabis, as you just mentioned, I spent, you know, about 14 years at DOJ as a federal prosecutor and also worked for Biden when he was a senator um, and when he was VP. I was his crime policy advisor. And, but, you know, when when I get this, asked this question, um, you know, I, I uh, kind of highlight that because I've worked in and out of government for the better part of 20 years, I'm, I'm sort of a student of democracy and, and really fully believe in um, our system of government, um, our checks and balances system. And my view on the industry is that, you know, Thomas Jefferson would be doing backflips if he saw what was going on here. Like uh. you've got, you know, people from all walks of life that have expertise in all various assets of, of what is now the industry. So for me, it's policy, but for other people, it's law or hydroponics or, um, you know, retail or marketing, whatever their specific expertise is, they're bringing it to this new industry. And it's, you know, we're just watching the democratization of a brand new industry happen right before our eyes. So, you know, it's just a super exciting time and a really interesting time to be in the industry. Yeah, absolutely. Um, okay, so, and I agree with you completely. I think it's it's crazy sort of how much the industry has changed and how fast it's changed. Um, and obviously you're working on the policy side. Maybe you could talk us through a little bit about kind of, you know, what is something we should know maybe as investors or entrepreneurs about where policy stands right now um, and how that, that policy is maybe likely to progress. Yeah, so you know there are there are a couple of you know pieces to the puzzle, right? There's policy development, which um, is is you know meant to sort of educate um, policymakers about the, the issues that are important to the industry. There's uh, regulations, and then there's um, 
legislation. Um, I think right now the most critical piece here is actually probably federal legislation. Um, because cannabis is illegal at the federal level, there's nothing to regulate currently. So, um, you know, the FDA is, is, is about to regulate CBD because it just became federally legal in the, in the farm bill. Um, so, you know, from my perspective, the most important thing that we're talking about is Congress introducing and passing legislation as opposed to executive agencies promulgating rules. Um, and there are, you know, lots of bills pending in Congress, uh, safe banking, a 280E fix, um, you know, uh, national legalization. Um, on, on 280E, you know, it's critically important because entrepreneurs should be able to take reasonable small business deductions just like everyone else. Um, the, you know, the bills to end prohibition are not going to pass tomorrow, but the the bills on safe banking and 280E, um, which are really important to the industry, um, are getting some traction. And, um, you know, there are all the, all the bills that are pending are important for the industry, but I would say those are the two most important bills. Um, and, and I guess, you know, I would just add that bills don't get passed in a vacuum. They get passed because people, and by people I mean constituents, weigh in with their elected representatives and ask them to work on issues important to, to their constituencies. So, you know, we've made great progress in the past few years, amazing progress actually, but we can't take anything for granted. We have to roll up our sleeves and pitch in to make real change. Um, I'll put in a plug here for um, NCIA. We, we every year do uh, lobby days. This year it's May 21st through the 23rd and it's an opportunity for NCI members to lobby Congress on the issues that are most important to the industry. Um, and it's, it's a really fun event. You know, you've got two or 300 entrepreneurs who kind of descend on DC and go lobby Congress. And, and, you know, it's just, uh, it's important work, but it's fun work. Um, Absolutely. Um, now, is it in terms of the groups lobbying, right? Obviously NCIA is lobbying. Um, I know there are other groups that are lobbying as well. Are you, is there sort of a collection of cannabis lobbyists? I mean, are you guys working together? Is it really um, separated out? Can you help us sort of think through what that looks like? Yeah, so, you know, there are, um, so we have three full-time lobbyists in DC and then we've got some federal lobbyists on, on a retainer as well. Um, I know the cannabis uh, uh, federal, I'm sorry, I'm gonna butcher the name, CTF Trade Federation um, uh, has some lobbyists on retainer as well. They, I think are, I don't wanna speak for them, but I think they're more focused on um, the States Act, just one of the bills pending, whereas we're, we're advocating for um, a handful of them. Um, and then, you know, I know the um, Minority Cannabis Business Association just hired someone to lead policy for them. I'm not sure whether she's going to be lobbying or not. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of activity um, from the industry on Capitol Hill. Um, but you know, democracies require active participation by the people, not just elected officials and not just lobbyists. So, you know, it's really important for entrepreneurs to, to weigh in, even if they, um, even if they, 
you know, aren't part of a group that has lobbyists or, or if they don't want to lobby themselves, it's important for them to, to weigh in with their elected members. Okay. Um, and how have we sort of, have we seen that work? I mean, do we have any examples of sort of how we've seen that, uh, how we've seen people get it right, or maybe examples of how we've seen people get it wrong? On lobbying, I mean, or? Yeah, sort of understanding the process and, um, yeah, I mean, have we seen much movement from lobbying? Has that worked? Is there anything that's, like, put us back? Well, you know, on, on in, I assume you're asking about uh, cannabis in particular, and, mm -hmm. I mean, if you look at, you know, the sea change from, from just three years ago, um, you know, we've made incredible progress. I mean, we... The NCIA has got, as I said, three lobbyists, Michelle, Michael, and Maddie, who are wearing out shoe leather, um, both in the House and the Senate. And, you know, you just look at um, members of Congress, you know, from, from three years ago to today, you see, you know, hundreds of members uh, co-sponsoring legislation. You see Republicans like Cory Gardner um, in the Senate who, you know, for all intents and purposes, a year and a half ago, um, wasn't really paying attention to these issues and now is a leader on these issues. And that's, that's a direct result of lobbying. That is a direct result of the cannabis industry engaging with members of Congress and staff. And those members of Congress saying, wow, you know, 92% of the population is supportive of medicinal marijuana. You can't ignore that, you know? Yeah. If you're a member of Congress, like, your job is to, to look at, you know, what people care about. And if 92, I mean, I, I'm not aware of any other issue mm -hmm. that's polling like that. Um, particularly now, you've got a really divided country. And, you know, cannabis, particularly on the medical side, is something that um, is really bipartisan and really popular. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we're definitely seeing that. I mean, I think I was reading an article yesterday that was saying um, even beyond that 90%, 60, 66% of Americans agree with uh, sort of adult use cannabis, which is also kind of a huge number. Um, and especially when we look at what it was in like the early 2000s or the 90s, it's uh, pretty, pretty interesting, I think, to see up close. Um, Cool. So, uh, and, and maybe this is kind of our last question. I'm sort of curious um, from your perspective, obviously, you know, you're someone new to NCIA, but you've been around the industry for a little bit, um, year and a half, which is, you know, a bit of a long time in this space. I think there's a lot that happens in a year and a half in cannabis. Um, I'm wondering what you sort of what your expectations are. What, what do you think the industry looks like in a few years, maybe both on the kind of traditional cannabis side and maybe as well on sort of the CBD uh, hemp side? Yeah, it's a great question. You know, things are moving at lightning speed in this industry. Um, the same thing happened to the internet, right, in the 90s. Um, and with the internet, the government really never caught up. Like, we still have major privacy issues that we're dealing with because the U.S. government didn't take action from, from the beginning. And the cannabis industry is moving so fast that five years from now, you know, it's not going to look like today, right? Um, we'll have more, we'll have substantially more rec states that will come online. Congress will pass incremental legislation that'll take us closer to federal legalization. 
um, research into the medicinal properties of cannabis will be, you know, uh, more ubiquitous certainly than they are today. Um, and in 10 years, I think, you know, uh, I would be shocked if we didn't see federal legalization with that, within that time frame. Um, I think the real question now is like, how will cannabis be regulated? And at NCIA, we're already engaging on these issues and examining how we want cannabis to be regulated. We're actively participating with the FDA, um, you know, process on CBD, because that's really going to be the precursor to um, who regulates cannabis and how they regulate it. Um, so we're, we're heavily engaged there, um, heavily engaged with Congress. And we're, we're looking at, um, you know, how we, how we want um, to be regulated because, you know, it's really important for the industry to start thinking about those things before the federal government starts thinking about those things so we can in influence um, the federal government's thinking. So, you know, we, we are actually currently researching and working on a white paper um, uh, on classifying cannabis. Like, you know, who should regulate it? And, and how, you know, should it be regulated as a, uh, as a drug or, or, or something else, right? Um, so we're, we're taking a hard look at those issues and um, in the coming months, we'll be engaging with Congress on them as well. So um, just so that I'm sort of clear on how that looks, are you guys in the process right now of kind of figuring out, uh, like, you know, taking information in and sort of figuring out how um, ideally the industry should be regulated? Is it a collaborative process with Congress? You know, what does that look like? Yeah, so, you know, it's in the very early stages right now. So, you know, we're working internally. Um, it, we've got, you know, a team of lawyers um, that are uh, uh, spending some time voluntarily. Uh, lawyers who are members of our policy council um, are kind of taking a hard look at it. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's in nascent stages, um, but, you know, it's, it's work that uh, we believe is super important because uh, what we don't want to do, you know, oftentimes Congress will, will legislate, um, in areas where they don't really have expertise. Mm -hmm. And, you know, this is, it's, it's dangerous for Congress to do that. Um, oftentimes Congress will look to agencies that have expertise um, before they legislate and sometimes they don't. Um, but in this industry, there's really nobody within the federal government that has expertise um, with cannabis. So it's, it's really gonna be left to the private sector to, um, you know, figure out the best course and to weigh in with Congress um, once we've figured out that plan. Yeah, that's great. Um, I know that's how Colorado has done it. Um, and we're sort of still doing it, I think, in Colorado. There's still a lot of open working sessions for people in the industry to kind of come in and give their thoughts on it. So that's mm -hmm. that's great that you guys are out there advocating for us. So. Um, you know, I know you're busy, so I don't want to take up a whole lot of your time. So I appreciate you jumping on with us. I'm wondering, can they find out more about NCIA? Uh, well, you could, you know, uh, go to our website. Um, and uh, there, there's some information on our policy council um, on the website and some information on lobby days. Um, certainly anybody can email me directly, andrew at thecannabisindustry.org. Um, I'd be happy to answer any questions and sign anybody up who's interested in joining us. Um, and then in terms of the coalition that I'm running, 
on CBD, um, you know, it's big tent. So, um, so we're not requiring that you be an NCIA member. Um, you just need to reach out to me and I do a sort of 30 minute screening phone call um, to see, you know, where that your expertise might fit in. Um, uh, the work is, you know, well underway. So, um, you know, newcomers need to kind of act pretty quickly if they want to get involved and actually roll up their sleeves. But, um, but you know, as I said, it's Big Tent and we're welcoming anybody um, who has interest and expertise um, and the, the time to, to, to lend to this effort. Uh, that's awesome. Cool. Well, um, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we really appreciate sort of learning a little bit more about what's going on in Washington. We appreciate all your efforts, obviously, to help kind of grow this industry and push it forward. Um, so uh, for everybody else, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Make sure that you write a review and rate us uh, so that other people can see this content as well. And that's all. We'll see you next time. Now for the disclaimers, uh, please do not take any information from the Canopy Boulder podcast or its guests as investment advice. Be sure to contact your licensed financial advisor before making any investment decisions. So thank you for listening and please join us for another Canopy Boulder podcast episode coming to you soon.